everybody. Welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name is Hunter Two. And this is another episode of Going for Two. Super excited to have you guys here for the uh, preview of our game against LSU. We'll also mention our game against Arizona from last weekend, all that went wrong and all that went right. Um, walked away with a win, but it, it wasn't nearly as pretty as we as we imagined. Um, before we do any of that, um, Hunter, you have an AI motivation for me? Yeah, yeah, I will bestow this to you. Um, yeah, yeah, reading this for the first time. All right. Um, just, just give it a whirl. All right, so, hello, this is Bing. Do I do it? No, do, don't do that part. <laughs> you know better than that. Start where the quotes are. All right, hello, Bulldogs. You're about to face one of the toughest opponents in the SEC, the LSU Tigers, but you're not afraid. You're not intimidated. You're ready to show off. You're ready to show them what you're made of. You've proven yourselves last week when you defeated the Arizona Wildcats in overtime, 31-24. to You showed your resilience, determination, and grit. You overcame a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Thanks to your heroics from quarterback Will Rogers, who threw for 344 yards and three touchdowns. You also showed your defense, your toughness, and your pride. You stopped the Wildcats on the final drive in overtime. Thanks to, <laughs> Thanks to a clutch play from your safety, Fred Peters, who... <laughs> who intercepted a pass in the end zone to end the game. You have shown that you can compete with anyone in the nation. You've shown that you have the heart of a champion. You've shown that you're a team of winners. Now you have the chance to make history. You have a chance to beat the Tigers for the first time since 2017. (laughs) 2017, you have a chance to make a statement to to the whole country. You have a chance to prove that you belong in the top tier of college football. But it won't be easy. The Tigers are hungry for revenge. They're coming off of a loss against... (laughs) <laughs> UCLA there's a talented roster led by quarterback Max Johnson who threw for 330 yards last week they have a storied tradition with four national titles and 17 conference titles but you're not scared you're not daunted you have you are ready to face the challenge there's just so much more keep on keep on going do I go yeah yeah keep on going you've worked all off season. You have prepared well all week. You have followed the game plan of your coach, Zach Arnett, who was undefeated as a head coach. You've trusted each other, supported each other, and believed in each other. You have everything that you need to win the game. You have the skill, talent, and experience. You have the passion, energy, and spirit. You have the fans, support, and love. You're the Mississippi State Bulldogs. You are ready to roar. So go out there and play your best. Play with confidence. Play with courage. Play with pride. Play as a team. Play with play as a family and play as one. And when the whistle blows, you will be victorious. You will be champions and you will be legends. Go Bulldogs. You know, it was better for college baseball. Like it was almost kind of right about like midweek games. Yeah. But that was just that was so bad. Wrong. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, also, when Bulldogs roar. I don't think Will threw for 344 yards. And four, three touchdowns. And, what, three? Mm-mm. We ran for one. No, screen, and then another one, the Tulu, and then the last one. Screen the Tulu, fade the Tulu, and... The screen at the end. Oh, that's right. Yeah, three touchdowns. There you go. Just not 344 yards. I doubted Will. All right. um, So, I know we've talked a little bit about the Arizona game already, but but we're going to do one more thing before that. We're going to talk about some of the big uh, talking points from from week two. 
So Colorado uh, remains undefeated as they beat Nebraska. Um, just their first home game, and they're really making believers out of a lot of people. Um, Dion just continues to turn heads like he likes to. And, um, yeah, so what did you think about that game? Yeah. Um, you know, I tried the fade, the fade Colorado because – you know, it makes sense. Maybe mm-hmm. TCU was just bad. Right. Um, no. Um, apparently, skill players matter a whole lot. And when you have better skill players, you, you win. And, yeah. Yeah. Nebraska turned the ball over just a ton. Um, Jeff Sims is just not good. Yeah. Um, so, again, it, 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 Nebraska's not one of the better teams that Colorado's going to play. But... Starting off the season two and zero, when everybody thought you might win three games total, yeah, is crazy. Um, so really, really, just props to Dion and Colorado, and we're excited to see where that goes. Um, next up, Miami beats Texas A and M in just what? What is my okay? Miami's not that good. Everyone wants to make it like a Miami's good. They're they're not. Like, no. I I don't I don't think that they are. I, they'll be fifth best team in the ACC. Yeah. Um, but just think about um, if Jimbo gets gets his roster right, gets his guys in there. You know, you have to give a head coach longer than six seasons. Yeah. I know that there are a lot of teams, like I think of Texas, Notre Dame, USC, Miami might even be one. that I mean, you look at the rankings at the beginning of the year, they're pretty much always going to be in there. Texas A&M is finding themselves to be like, constantly the most overrated team and you know i i preseason we're like yeah texas a and it it might work you you can't discount that it might work you can't just count it, it didn't a, work again you can't count them as an automatic win and i'm not saying that they're gonna just blow up me terrible and win five games like they did last year but i mean they beat miami last year <laughs> now they've lost to them they so. beat lsu last year yeah i i don't understand a and um I'm sorry for for all the Aggies out there. Yeah. How do you think the midnight yells are going? Hmm. I don't know. I, I just can't wait for another clip to get leaked so we can laugh at them again. They just they just live stream it. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> not it's not leaked. They okay. they do this for A and M week. Do you want to make a AI, uh, AI midnight, midnight yell <laughs> speech? Whoop. I thought you said a laughing stock. <laughs> Man, um, so yeah, Jimbo, count your days, buddy. Um, last thing, also out of the state of Texas, um, Quinn Ewers and the Longhorns go into Tuscaloosa and just get a double-digit win out of nowhere. Um, so for the first time in a very long time, we can actually say Texas is back. And, and hopefully Texas, that won't like, Texas was actually better, like yeah. all across the field. I don't right. think that there was a thing that Alabama was better at. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, a guy like me picked them to win this game. Um, you know, I've always believed in Quinn. Despicable. Yeah. Also, um, those passes that he was completing were kind of crazy. Yeah. Like it was like Russell Wilson's like throws, but from sixty yards away. And it's like just, it's like Justin Fields to Olave stuff at Ohio State. It was just falling from the sky in front of him, and yeah. it's was, it was crazy. And he. Quinn, his kind of knock going into this year was like, hey, he can't he can't do the deep passes. Like they never are completions. Um, yeah, they were completions this time in the biggest game of the year for them. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, welcome to the SEC, Texas. Um, yeah, that's your first so, so funny yeah. that Texas is coming in and they're going to be very hot. They're going to be the new the new madness. And, and A&M is going to be the new is coach. Like, <laughs> A&M's like horrible. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really the big three games. And Colorado and Nebraska wasn't really a big game like for national implications, I don't think. Um, but it is really cool to see Dion win. Um, that's going to do it for that segment. And we're going to move into our review of the Arizona game. Just have a few points from each side of the ball that we can just talk about. Starting off with defense. Um, starting off the four, the first four possessions for our defense, they forced four turnovers. I think, was that all four in the first quarter? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I was uh, laughing hysterically. Yeah. Forced one later in the game in a very clutch moment. Jet Johnson hit with his second interception. Um, we'll talk about him in a little bit more detail, but five turnovers um, and four turnovers in the first half and you go into halftime up seven points is crazy. Um, four, four, five turnovers and you go to overtime. Yeah, plus plus four in the turnover margin and go into overtime is absurd. Uh, I, I, I don't understand that. Um, we should have lost this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I walked away with. Like, yeah. how did we win this? Um Really big knock on the defense, or really the only big knock. I I, I can't fault them too much because they were on the field the entire game. Yeah. But uh, they, they did struggle to get out uh, off the field on third and medium. Like, Jaden DeLara was just thrown to the flats or scrambling for... Our defense didn't, like... Why did, I know their wide receivers are, like, guys. Yeah. But why didn't we press them? Yeah, I mean, we were we gave just... Them, we gave them eight yards of cushion and dipped. Like... Yeah. And we have better corners than that. Like... I, we should be able to play. Right. Cowing and uh, McMillan are probably top three NFL draft round guys. Yeah. Like, I, I have no doubt that they're... They're dudes. They're not just beating us, because I've seen their stats. They're 1,000-yard-plus receivers for the last couple of years. But, I mean, I, I believe in Cameron Richardson. And I, if, if we can't believe in them... Then why are we about to play an SEC schedule? Like... Because Malik Neighbors is coming Saturday. When Malik Neighbors is good um, too, like probably better. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss has like four transfer guys that are probably as good because mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Ole Miss. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I credit to our defense starting off the game hot, and it's really what what won us the game is the early you know making Jaden Delar completely ineffective. I mean, they they had to change their their entire game plan because throwing. You know, down the field wasn't working early on, um, but yeah. Second thing, and you can re- you can talk more about this, but the D line just got no pressure, and there was nobody fast enough to contain Delara. He the, the pocket would collapse, and he would just run around, find yeah. somebody in the flat, and it'd be an easy first down. Yeah, um, very glad that they kept on trying to do the trickery um, <laughs> because they could have just dropped back every time and threw for. 12 yards, yeah. um, but it'd get to like fourth and one, and they... Can we try some double pass? <laughs> also, can we talk about the fake spike for the touchdown? <laughs> what, we, what was that? Also, on the, the play where Sean Preston forced the fumble, Delara like faked like he was just going to run and had space, and then he just sidearm flipped. I kind of like Delara. He sidearm flipped to Cowing, and Cowing got blown up. Do you so. like Delara? I wish... And, and I'm glad he didn't, but I, I wish that he could just see green grass ahead of him and just run, but he decides to try to make plays with his arm. His arm is crazy, though. 
I mean, he can just like flip it 50 yards. Is he Mahomes? Okay. Is he Mahomes with Josh Allen brain? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think you figured it out. <laughs> like, he's he's going to do horrible in the Wonderland. Is he is he 5'8"? He, he seemed tiny. He looked very short at the cap. Because, uh, like, they showed him on the Jumbo Trials. Like, dude, he looks cool. And then, like, panned over to Will. And he was, like, <laughs> a foot taller. I was like, Will's not that tall. I Will as a tall guy. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, D-line not getting pressure. I mean, if they don't get pressure against Arizona, there's no way we're getting pressure against anybody else that we face except for, you know, Southern Miss and Western Michigan. Um, so, we can just kind of hang that up. Uh, and we I think we have good talent on the D-line. Yeah. Nathan Pickering is good, but Nathan's Nathan's been putting it together. Like he's he's gonna get himself drafted. Um, when we bring Buki, um, he gets good pressure. Bringing Jet Johnson on a, a pass rush is it's not where his run his run fits are fantastic. Um, yeah, Crumedy do something challenge. Uh, like he stops the run and he's done that. Yeah, uh, anytime he's ever been on the field. But You're missing um, a guy like Tyrus Wheat. Um, I mean. Randy Charlton, I mean, he made plays last year and missing him. Deshaun Page has, I mean, he did well in week one, but I didn't really see him disrupt anything in week two. Are we missing, like, Jack Harris right now? <laughs> I remember him playing last He got year. sacks yeah. at some point in his career. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, that, was, that was disheartening to see that we were not able to get pressure, but... We didn't uh, get pressure against... Uh... We just kind of collapsed the pocket against uh, Southeastern Louisiana. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, and we're going to talk about the LSU game, obviously, in a minute. But it, it just makes me wonder, you know, how, how much time Jaden Daniels is going to have. And when we are able to collapse the pocket, how easily he's just going to be able to get around everybody. You see, later, later I, have a, I have an idea for how, for how we, we okay. play Jaden Daniels. Right. It's, it's going to be good. See if you're on the same page as Matt Brock. And uh, probably not. Like no. They're going to do the absolute opposite of what I can say. And I, there's, there's a slim chance that what I suggest would work. Yeah. Right. Um, third thing I want to point out is that this is by no means the defense's fault, the, the game being so close. Um, like I said, they were on the field the entire game. And really the only drive that I look back to and really do fault the defense for is the the drive right before halftime where they gave up the 50-yard pass to McMillan. Um, it was called back for, like, I think it hit the ground and it was reviewed and said that it was no catch. And then DeLara just reared back and threw another one. And it was at the two-yard line. That's when they did the fake spike for the touchdown run. And, and that was the only one. And it was just, you know, some freak play that, Happened to happen twice. Yeah. And it was ball don't lie mechanics. You can't really dispute that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the only one that I, I thought that they were just kind of lazy on. But again, McMillan is a is a NFL draft kind of guy. Um, so the other ones I can just attribute to them being on defense, being on the field the whole time. How did last year we had like the most time of possession in college football? Yeah. Why did defenses never look like that? Right. Like they never ever looked like. Just worn out that bad. Right. Maybe it's because other teams sub on defense. You know, mm. do you ever see us run in a new defensive line group? Nope. Do you ever see Buki or Jet get off the field? Jet's gassed by the middle of the first quarter. Um, he stays the same speed. Oddly enough. Third gear. This dude just <laughs> has the endurance of a tractor. <laughs> he, he just is a tractor. Is he an old Ford? Is he an old Chevy? He and uh, Landon Gartman are the same person. <laughs> um, 
And, and speaking of Jet, just want to point out some stats for, for some of these guys. Uh, Jet and Buki are, are two stud linebackers that somehow always seem to be in the right place at the right time. Jet had 11 tackles. He had a sack, two tackles for loss, and two interceptions. Um, Wild. One, one, of the, one of them was him jumping around looking pretty athletic, and the other was just him being yeah. just, why are you in the middle of the field? Just, doing- he has an eye for – he has the nose for the football, um, hard worker. First and last out mentality. Right Bring your lunchbox and your hard hat because you're getting two picks today, Jet. Um, Buki had had ten tackles, a tackle for a loss, and an interception. He started the interception party, and um, he he was solid the whole game. Yeah. Sean Preston had the best game of his life. He was one of the highest graded safeties in the country last week. Seven tackles, two tackles for loss, a forced fumble on just a crazy hit on Jacob Cowling and then an interception where he snatched the ball from Jacob Cowling. So um he he was has anyone made the like uh the one where he has like it's a dad and then with a son on his shoulders and it's Cowling there with Sean Preston. Yeah. If Cowling didn't have a touchdown later in this game, it, it did, did probably did, 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 did he win the game? Didn't win the game. Didn't win the game. That's all it's and all got, about and got right? no heart. And got no heart. <laughs> Um, and yeah, the only other thing I had on defense in this game, you already mentioned, uh, we didn't get to see our corners play, uh, straight up against these, these receivers. And, you know, it's, it's so crazy because in the last few years we've had Forbes and Emerson and, uh, they've never been told not to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but the, the, it was just islands over there. Yeah. Like. Um, so I, I don't know. McMillan did have a crazy game, 161 yards and a touchdown. I don't know how many catches he had, but it seemed like he was just getting fed the ball the entire game. And it's because we weren't bodying him. Like, we weren't right on him. Did, did Arizona have a running back? I couldn't tell you. Did, did, did they had Delara. Did a running back ever enter the game? Did a running back do anything for them? Speaking of running backs, why don't you just start us off? Oh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> offense. Um you know, um, well, first, I, I kind of, kind of want to talk about the the offense as a whole. Mm-hmm. We have to throw the ball. Yeah, like Barbe, you you can't take the team that was Mississippi State's first team to be able to toss the ball around. Well, you know, like kind of, kind of good, yeah. and make them not throw the ball at all. Yeah, and. And I I understand at the beginning of the game it was working running it, but and and we had the weird Justin Robinson uh, pass where he fumbled it out of the back of the end zone. Um, don't like that that play was designed for Justin Robinson. Uh, can we scheme that up for any other wide receiver? Like ones that are bred to make people miss. Yeah. Um, so so I'll give you the no on Tulu. You know. Use him as a decoy. Xavion? See, kind of injured. Wally? Creed? Creed played four snaps. We, like... He just didn't line up for him to get him to get the ball. No, we put it... Okay, I'm very very glad that, that our offensive... That our uh, offensive tackle freshman is playing tight end now for the team. But why did he play more snaps than Creed? <laughs> We weren't running the ball that good, like yeah, um, yeah. Um, would have would have liked to see that play drawn up different. I like the decision to go for it there. I hope that doesn't make Arnett 
um, gun shy about going for it at the four yard line. Yeah. Because like before that happened, I was like, <laughs> you know, worst thing that happens here, they're backed up at the four. But then he fumbled out the back, which was. Yeah, but then we forced the turnover. Yeah. And then another one. Yeah. And then another one. Yeah. And then another one. Surely we went in the half. Up oh, thirty-one to zero. Thirty-one nothing. Um, but yeah, offense we kind of Neanderthal ball. Uh, Will missed like two throws mm-hmm. early, but I mean, but four incompletions in the game. Will Will just misses those throws. Um, I and, liked the screen to Tulu that we scored on, and then I really liked the um, one where he leaked, leaked him out into the um, back corner of the end zone. Yeah. Really liked that throw from Will. Right. So, like, there are signs of it possibly being a good offense, but how did we possibly run it that much when it was obvious that it wasn't working? Yeah. Woody had 1.1 yards before contact on the game. That... Yeah. And and he made the most of it. Um, he, he ran for 123 yards, um, 32 received the reception... I mean, 32 receiving yards, uh, a touchdown, 5.1 yards for carry. Um, and then he had that one touchdown run where Cole Smith kind of tackled a guy Yeah. randomly. Shout out Cole Smith. Yeah. Me, me and you have talked about this offense just a lot in the last week. And Will Rogers, like him or not, he's the quarterback that we have. He's going to start every game this season, barring injury. And, you know, I feel like while we have him – and. All we've heard about Barbe is that he can adapt to the players that he has. That's what he's been good at for his career. Will Rogers is good at a few things. He's good at two-minute drills, which there wasn't a need for one. He's good in the red zone. Yeah. And he's good at hits the accuracy from 5 to 15 yards. Mm-hmm. Use it. I mean, he's literally one of the best, one of the most accurate and you know, he's racking up numbers in the SEC like nobody else ever has. Call him a system quarterback if you want, but the system worked, and he yeah. was good at it. And if if we can just use that talent, go. We went five wide one time in this game, and we had a thirty-seven yard pass to Tulu. Yeah, and and it doesn't have to be like five wide all the time, but let Will drop drop back and throw it. Like, yeah. And I, I propose that when we we're inside the thirty-yard line, five wide, <laughs> five just, wide, four wide to let like. We, we like, can do the thing where you motion out Woody, motion him in. I don't care, but... That was a strong suit of this team that was just stripped away from us. And Barbe can bring it back. And also, if we want to use two so much out of the backfield, put him at running back and do weird stuff with him motioning from there. Yeah. Like, I don't... I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, seems like we're misusing our personnel due to the fact that we have... A bunch of people that aren't tight ends playing tight end, and we had more two tight end sets than plays with Creed Whitmore in the Whitmore in the game. Um, just you know, just me. Um, yeah, yeah. We we let Mike Wright uh, do something else but run it. He handed <laughs> off the ball. We had a very scary play where he was getting wrapped up and he just flipped it back to Tulu. Yeah, we we tried <laughs> we, we tried one of those things. Don't know. Please why. don't do that again. Like. If you want to be a if you want to be a Neanderthal ball, just run the ball at them. Yeah. Don't don't do the <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What what about what about the offensive line? I, I know you've had some some plans for rearranging 
I don't know. Probably. I don't know if it's possible because if it was possible and they aren't doing it, you're fired. Like, (laughs) um, yeah. Cole Smith cannot play center. We we saw this in 2020. Um, he was horrible. Uh, 2021. uh, I don't think he played much. Then last year he was fantastic at guard. Yeah. Get him somewhere else. Heck, can he be our tight end that comes in? If, if we take him off the field? I mean, he's, he's light for an offensive lineman. So. I, I, he will make the block at the edge. I promise he cannot do it when he snaps the ball. And he hasn't been able to. I don't care what watch list he's on. He's only on that watch list because he was playing guard at a high level last year. Yeah, um, It's not good. Um, so, I don't know if it's possible. But Lasoya to center, Percy Lewis to right tackle. And, and then the rest will all work. Dollar Bill's been really good at left tackle. I I just want to see Percy Lewis in the game at all. I, yeah. I just want to see him there. Cam Cam Jones hasn't is he the one that's at right right now? Yeah. Yeah. He he hasn't been great, but it's Will can't do the pressure up the middle. And we knew this with Cole Smith. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it's just a thing. He's a fantastic guard. Right. He was like one of my favorite offensive linemen of ours last year. Mm-hmm. Um he, it's something about playing center. And also, our running backs aren't great at uh, pass protection. Yeah. Um, I didn't really see how Woody was because, you know, if Woody was in the game, we were running. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Percy Lewis, I know I mentioned him. 6'8", 345. I, I feel like he has to... Can you play tight end? <laughs> I feel like he has to have some role in this team. And right now, he's not playing. So... Um. Yeah, like you said, if if those changes can be made, or if some changes can be made, and they're not being made, uh, we have two offensive line coaches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know how we end up. Look, like Cole Smith, really, really like him at guard. Mm-hmm. Cannot be more. This is not like twenty twenty where I just hated him every week. Yeah. I like Cole Smith now. He is not a center. Like I, I think think he 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 would also maybe say that but yeah it's it's rough yeah uh moving on with the offense uh our wide receiver room we we talked about it we talked about how deep it is for the last few years and it's it's still deep on paper but you start thinking about all the guys that we we think that we're so deep with and who all has experience has experience or has proven themselves as a wide receiver you might think Jaden wally had a great freshman year has been dependable for two years but he regressed after that freshman year and there's yeah. no way around that um Tulu and Xavion fantastic athletes that can you know make plays in special teams what have they proven to you Tulu was our third receiver last year mm-hmm. had had some great hustle plays saved us from turning the ball over probably a couple times in the egg bowl last year yeah he, he's an athlete there's no question about fantastic it. misused in the air raid yeah but again, unproven. We 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 keep just taking it for granted that yeah, he's just gonna be a stud. And he had two touchdowns last week on two the best, completely best, different be, teams. Best game of his of his career here. Yeah. But I feel like we went into this with and Xavion, fantastic special teams player. Didn't really have the chance to see him line up at wide receiver last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, J Rob, he he's a little banged up right now. Um, his dad was on the message board saying that he was going like eighty percent. But have 
I mean, he has he has his few like throw throw it to him. He's wide open catches, but I mean, he's a big guy. You should be able to make things. And then uh, Freddie Roberts, we haven't thrown the ball enough for him to make a difference that much, but yeah, unproven. Uh, like, yeah, Tulu and Zavion. I mean, they they their name just gets thrown in there like they're they're just guaranteed to be great wide receivers because they've scored special teams touchdowns. Justin Robinson is getting credit for being a great wide receiver because he used to be at Georgia. Like, and had a good game against... Illinois. Illinois. Who didn't have their best defensive players playing. All I'm saying, and Creed, Creed Whittemore, great athlete, but he scored it's two touchdowns game. against Southeastern Louisiana. Yeah. We don't know much about any of these guys, truly, other than Wally. Um, so I'm not saying that these guys are bad. Are you about to call Wally a podcaster? <laughs> That's that's good. I'll call this a podcast. Um, I I really do think that on paper we have a great wide receiver room, and these guys can make plays, and have proved when Tulu proved last week. I mean, he he can make plays on screens, passes deep, whatever. But um, I just it's, it may be time to to realize. Feel, we, feels we, like we need a little re. Yeah, we we re- may not have the weapons that we think we do. Woody Marks is a stud, and he's one of the best running backs in the in the conference in the country but the wide receiver room the talent that we have there is kind of getting we do not have our two leading receivers from last year and it's not because they graduated rufus and rara mm-hmm. yeah there you go and so, then ducking is right behind tulu right um so yeah that's what i had on the offense the only other thing i had from this game pack 12 referees really surprised me with that call at the end of the game are you glad you went and watched this game and were part of the crowd instead of watching Alabama, Texas? <laughs> a loaded question. I would have loved to watch the Alabama, Texas game. I'll say that. Um, Did you enjoy watching this game? Nope. It's always fun being at a state game, but gosh, there were so many useless reviews where they would show the worst possible angle and then just be like, yeah, we saw the, enough. Like, the ball was – I know that the, the call at the end was the right call, but was it indisputable? <laughs> like, there, you couldn't see the ball. I don't I, – I, I, You know, my seats were, like, right on where it happened. Yeah. As you can tell from the Hill State video. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. He, like, he, I, was, he was short. Uh, I knew that from the – Yeah, but the video didn't show that. The, the video showed nothing. At, Just, like, the video didn't show that McMillan's catch – Right before halftime, like they showed one still of the ball being on the ground, but you have to know, like you have to see the video. And then the the QB the fake spike QB sneak. I was I just stood up. Was like, yep, he's short. <laughs> Obviously, like, like it seemed like every turn in this game was a left <laughs> review wise, and it, there was nothing that they could possibly like see. Yeah, so I understand Arizona fans saying that it's a Bush League call, but just because it wasn't indisputable, but it was the right call. So props to the referees for getting that one. Um, yeah, because if not, the Pac-12 was going to fire them and just disband. Man, that would be the worst thing. Imagine like those refs having the... The unemployed. Just back-to-back Oregon State Wazoo games. <laughs> Is that the two that are left now? Yeah. Uh, just the guys. Yikes. Guys being dudes. Oh, okay, I must say, if Mike Leach was at Washington State right now, there would be some funny things being said. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
objectively, like he 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 would just want to play Oregon State twelve times. <laughs> And say, I think we should stay as one with then make it to the conference championship. <laughs> like he would find a way to win a game he wasn't supposed to and lose a game he wasn't supposed and to. And they would both be against Oregon State. <laughs> it was it's just he won a wave, lost at home. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> he loses his FCS game. Six and six. Pac twelve champion. <laughs> Man. Um we truly, we, I think we might have less than we've ever had on a preview for an SEC team. Um, as we move into this LSU preview, LSU played one game against a national title contender mm-hmm. and one game against Grambling. We've played one game against Southeast Louisiana and one game against Arizona. Um, this is the week where we find out, I, I think, who both of these teams are going to be against Normal SEC. Time. I am taking nothing from our offense last week. Yeah, and if we come out and that's our offense again, we are four and eighteen. Like nothing is good in life. Like, like there's not a <laughs> smidgen of hope that we can beat. If that is the Arkansas plan again, or Kentucky or Auburn or any of those middle tier. Ole Miss teams. is scoring seventy. Actually, you know, if we went four and eight, a win is against Ole Miss. Yeah, we would lose to Southern Miss. Yeah, lo- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> But, Southern Miss uh, has a belt for bets in Mississippi. Because Ole Miss just won't play up, so they just <laughs> assume that they win. Um, so, yeah, this week, this is Barbe's chance to show that he can make an adjustment, to show that he can use the talent that he has and what they're best at. Use Will Rogers as the air raid 5 to 15-yard pass quarterback that he is. He's not nothing more, nothing less. Well, he can be less. Yeah, he can't yeah just, I watched it. He can't just be a glorified... Handoff <laughs> pedestal that just hands the ball to Woody Marks. Um, but yeah, I, I, this is his chance. He doesn't have to win this game by any means. Nobody expects Kevin Barbe, Mississippi State, to win this game. But show that you're willing to adjust and show that last week wasn't the the same plan. Like if, yeah. if last week happened, and by no means was it like them being vanilla. It was just a bad. Game plan, and we ran it seventy five percent of the time. That's crazy. Yeah, like you. I heard this as an answer on uh, Thunder and Lightning today. Like you can say that it was vanilla, but you don't do vanilla play calling against a team that takes you to overtime. We, it was seventy five percent run, and we threw like four screens. Yeah, <laughs> scored on one. It scored on two. <laughs> Why do you keep on forgetting the? the... We, we drew up that play for our fifth running back at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe got miss. Maybe got miss. Um, so, yeah, tell us what you got about LSU. And um, next week, I promise, in our in our preview, we'll have more just because we'll either know that we're a terrible team or that we I will know what our offense is. Team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, a bunch of people are saying um, after the LSU lost to Florida State that LSU was just horrible. Um LSU's pass rush in that game was terrifying. Um, yeah, Makai Wingo was... just a, a Heisman contender at quarterback for FSU. Yeah, uh, Makai Wingo, um, he's big, fast, scary. Um, Mason Smith wasn't playing in that game, um, so so he's going to be there. Um, Cole, that. Cole Smith, good luck, fella. Um, <laughs> prove prove, prove me, me wrong. Please. Yeah. Um, oh, I was thinking of Mason Taylor. 
Whoops. That's yeah. That's their tight end. Yeah. Um, and, and one thing that wasn't um, happening in the Florida State game was Harold Perkins was playing like middle linebacker, just mm-hmm. off ball. Yeah. Um, it appears that he is back to, you know, playing the edge, playing go play fetch with the quarterback's head. Um, and, you know, perfect opportunity against Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, Will's going to evade those sacks. He's a perfect little chew toy. I'm scared for for have the in the Arizona game there was a hit on Will that was like the hardest I've ever seen Will get gotten hit. Yeah, he popped right up. He went to the Nick Fitz school of just getting out. Oh, that, that was a deep pull. We haven't said that one in forever. Yeah. Speaking um, of Nick Fitz, apparently going to be the voice on our uh, hype video this week, which sucks. <laughs> I'd rather have Hardy. And he beat LSU by thirty. Wait, Hardy did ours for the Ole Miss game, didn't he? Hit that. Oh. He's done a lot for the university. Um, yeah, so Harold Perkins, um, he's he's going to be a problem again, kind of like last year when, yeah, it's not worth it. Um, yeah, Jaden Daniels, uh, I have no clue how we are going to stop him scrambling, but um, this is where my idea comes into play. Okay. Just assuming, uh, let's, let's say Jaden Daniels can't read the coverage, scrambles. Everything turns into man coverage. Make the coverage very easy to read, and he won't scramble. <laughs> Too high man, just show it. No, no, no fancy business. Make it very available to read. He will drop back and try to pass normally. <laughs> won't he do it successfully? Uh, there's. Would you rather him try to pass <laughs> or him run because he can't read the defense? There you go. And, you know, that that's just that's just my, my idea. It's yeah. not, not the worst thing I've ever said on this program. Yeah. I, I really didn't watch... <laughs> I didn't watch much LSU last year, and I know they, they got better once they beat us. They obviously got better, won the West. Um, and, but all I remember about that game with Jaden Daniels is that we would force him to third down. It's like third and eight, third and ten. And then... He would just scramble to the first down marker, and they would do it all over again. He would just, he would just go there. Yeah, um, it it was really not a challenge, and Jaden Delara had the chance to do that last week, but he didn't have to because there were you know receivers open in the flats the entire game. Jaden Daniels okay. is going to have a field day unless an adjustment is made. I, I don't think we have anybody fast enough to spy him, um, so I don't think that's the right move. Um, but I get that. He's also. Wait, do we don't have pass rush to force him out of the pocket. So, so, so maybe, maybe that's good. Maybe he'll just stay there. <laughs> just stay there like a good boy. Throw the ball. <laughs> Throw the ball. Jed will get a candy interception. <laughs> Jed is the new Forbes, where the ball just bounces like off the the bench on the sideline. We're just Jed's gonna, like it's mine. We're at the end of Jed's career. We're just gonna <laughs> rank his interceptions. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, if Emmanuel Forbes had caught every pass that, uh, it intercepted every pass that Jet has, he would have picked six on every single one of them. Yeah, that's, that's, those are the rules. Meanwhile, Jet catches them and gets blown oh, up. Yeah, he had that one return. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Fumbled it at the end. The ball's just trickling out of bounds. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, you know, last week we did get some good experience with, you know, facing NFL caliber wide receivers. Malik Neighbors is another one we're going to face this week. I'm sure LSU has another guy. Yeah, I forgot his name, but uh, 
Malik Neighbors isn't even their leading receiver. Yeah. Yeah, scary, um, scary hours. Um, but on the other side of the ball, for the first time, I think, ever, um, the secondary for LSU is the weak point of the team. And yeah. uh, that's something that we have to try to exploit. Maybe they're better than we think, but we got to die trying. Um, they're, they're also kind of easy to run on. Like, Grambling was just kind of running on them. Was yeah. it Grambling? Grambling? I mean, it yeah. was like 14 to 10 at the end of the first quarter. Grambling had like a bunch of rushing yards. Yeah. Um, and passing the ball down the field is, I know this is a cliche thing for me, a naive thing for me to say, but passing the ball down the field is only going to make it easier for Woody to run. Yeah. Like when you put that in there as a threat, they can't just sell on the run. We, we ran Woody into an eight man box, like so many times. Um, he's going to die. Like <laughs> he, I mean, he walked to the locker room the other day for his, you know, once a week little trip. And, vacation and, and now I get it. Like, the dudes, if you ever notice that Woody just bounces off of people regardless if he's giving the hit or he's yeah. being hit, mm-hmm. he just he just bounces off. So he's taken a lot of impact there. Yeah. Um, uh, worry for him a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, even in the air raid, or especially in the air raid, he, it seemed like he could not go a play without getting just blasted. Like, yeah. Really hard hit. And I think that's getting the ball with your back turned to the defense every single play. You know, hot take. I don't think any of our offenses the past four years have been good. I don't know why I was surprised last week. (laughs) You know, like, people are like, wow, I'd rather have the air raid. No, not really. Really, the only difference between what happened the other day and, you know, the last three years is that the coach – Gave an explanation for why it didn't work afterwards. He, he didn't just be like, well, we're going to do it next week. And we're going to win. And you know, like, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> the next week, we would lose to Memphis and then go to A&M and win. And it, the same the place. same exact offense. I don't understand. Um, hey, we ran the ball more in those wins. Yeah, because we had the lead. <laughs> that was Will Rogers kneeling the football. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I'm not going to predict us to win, spoiler alert, but this is the week that we find out if Kevin Barbet can make adjustments. It's, it win or lose, it, this is when we find out what our team is. And I'm excited to see it. Because I'm not really excited because uh, I'm not exactly sure if he's going to. I'm excited to see it because if not, then I don't have to really care anymore. Because... <laughs> Yeah, we don't have we don't have to worry about eight wins. Yeah, we we don't have to worry about maybe we can win at South Carolina next week. Um, so anyway, I we'll 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 see. We'll make our predictions here in a little bit. Uh, a little update on the pick'em as we move into that. Hunter went two games up last week as he went six and four. Well, you didn't have to say that. I went four and six. Uh, so on the season, Hunter, you're fourteen and six. I'm twelve and eight. Denton Garvey is our um, you know. Instagram follower picker of the week at eight and two, Courtney even went five and five. She she even beat me. So mm, yikes! Got, randomly gave her a shout out. She's she's my wife. I have to. Um, but Denton, congratulations, eight and two. You uh, you deserve a spot on the podcast, but we'll never give it to you. Um, People forget that that is the award for uh, winning the pick'em. What, just a shout out? No, no, you're on the, you're podcast. On the podcast. Yeah, you just have to. Nobody's ever claimed it. No one's ever claimed it. So, there you go. Uh, well, our 10 games for the week start off 
with this one, num- game number one, number 15, Kansas State at Mizzou, randomly, going to be pretty close to this game. Yeah, going to be in the vicinity. Yeah. I don't think we've we've told you guys that yet, but we'll be in Missouri for, for this game, but uh, we're not going to the game. No. Um, anyway, so game number one, Kansas State at Missouri. Who you got in this one? Uh, yeah, I'm taking Kansas State here. All right, I am too. Not, <laughs> Mizzou struggled with Middle Tennessee State last week. I don't really have much faith that they'll do anything better. So, yeah. game number two, we have Minnesota traveling to number 20, North Carolina. Weird game. Random game. Why does this game exist? I guess this is kind of like what people think of Arizona going to Mississippi State. I know, but that, that you know, that doesn't make sense. A little, kind of. You know, we're going to Arizona State and. Yeah, I don't know what, what we're doing with the Arizona road trips. Where, what, 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 what's our trip to Washington State going to be like in a few years? We just have a random Mountain West team. Are we still doing the Arizona State, even with the new conference? Oh, God. Yeah, surely. Somebody's going to have to pay a lot of money if we don't. Yeah. Wait, what are we going to do about our Washington State game in 2030? <laughs> Dog, I have no idea. Um, in this one, I'm taking North Carolina. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, UNC. All right. Game number three, South Carolina. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. I'm Georgia. Taking Georgia. Game number four, we have number eight, Washington, at uh, newly, new, with newly uh, firing their head coach. Well, suspended, State. suspended with pay. There you go. While we figure out what he did or didn't do, allegedly. Tough coming. Um, yeah, um, I'm picking Washington here. I'm going Washington. I picked Michigan State to win this game when it was at Washington last year. I don't know why I did that. I'm picking Washington now. Yeah. Um, now, we got a fun one. And, good, and good, I, good. I didn't say yucky the first time I saw this one. Uh, Vanderbilt at UNLV. Who we got in this one? Oh, yay. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, gross. I'm 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 going Vanderbilt because Mike Wright is on our team. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, uh, yeah. For some reason, I just don't care. You know, I'm going Vanderbilt, and just because they're an SEC team, honestly, and they're not even that hardly. Head um, coach Barry Odom, uh, UNLV. Well, that's crazy. Even more reason to. Go Vanderbilt. Yeah. So Vanderbilt will have around 648 uh, rushing yards. I thought you were going to say fans there. I was like, that's generous. Ah. Um, They have a huge alumni base in Vegas. Right? Jack Leiter. (laughs) Game number six on our list, we have TCU at Houston. Houston dropped a game to JT Daniels and Rice last week. Uh, Tell yourself that three years ago. Didn't. Um, (laughs) Let's just talk about JT Daniels going from USC to Georgia to West Virginia to Rice. He was so good at Georgia against us. The one time. The one One, time. We could have had a win over Georgia. The the USC quarterbacks have just been around. Yeah. All that being said, I'm going TCU. Uh, Yeah, me too. Seven, another game that should not exist. Syracuse at Purdue. I'm taking Purdue. Was this the one last year where Schrader like led like the comeback drive? I think it was Illinois. Oh, other gross. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. What's up with these? 
I don't like <laughs> ACC Big Ten West. It's Purdue West. I have no idea. Purdue. I think Minnesota UNC seemed weird. Syracuse at Purdue seems illegal. Like, I, I shouldn't be watching this. I won't be. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm picking Purdue here. All right. Um, game number eight, we have BYU at Arkansas. Arkansas somehow only favored by like eight and a half points, but I'm, I'm taking them to win. This, this game making like top 50% sense on this list is, is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going Arkansas. Uh, yeah, Arkansas kind of struggled with Kent State in a way, 28 to 6, the final score. I'd say that's struggling in a sense. Um, they haven't. I have hardly even heard of Arkansas this year. They haven't turned the ball over. Really? Yeah. It's impressive. Um, I'm taking them here. They they beat BYU last year. I don't see any reason why I wouldn't pick them now. Um, next game is number eleven Tennessee at Florida. Um, we've agreed on every game up until this point, but I have a feeling, just a crazy feeling, that we're going to disagree on this one. Um, I know that Tennessee hasn't proven anything this year. Uh, haven't you know? Produced a passing play of over 20 yards, but um, I, I'm still taking them to beat Florida. That that taste they left in my mouth after the Utah game still hadn't left, so um, I, I have no faith in, in Florida, so I'm taking Tennessee. Yeah. Um, uh, let, let, me, let, me, let me look right here on the Winsipedia the last time they... It's a long time since Tennessee has won at Florida. I think it was like 2005. Oh. Yeah. Um, Think about this game. Florida already knows that they suck. Hmm? So they won't do what made them suck again. You, you think? Tennessee sucks, but doesn't know that they suck. <laughs> like, that. Kind of, kind of wild. Um, also, uh, Tennessee hasn't beaten Florida back-to-back since, like, 2005. Nice. Yeah, so... Um, you held the facts with me. I didn't know the facts. I thought, thought these were known facts. Um, yeah, I'm going Florida here. Um, I don't know how they're going to win. Um, hopefully Joe Milton throwing like, the ball 90 yards. when the... Bro, it's fourth and one. <laughs> Bro, it was a toss. Oh, you think somebody's down there? <laughs> He's going to throw it off the little slant at the swamp. <laughs> a ball hitting off of that would be objectively hilarious. And he's the guy to do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's our first disagreement. Uh, probably our only one, knowing that the uh, game number 10, America's Game of the Week, is number 14, LSU, traveling to Starkville to play Mississippi State. Mississippi State 2-0, and LSU 1-1, one and one, um, looking to win the first SEC game of the year and, and have a winning record on the season. I'm taking LSU. Um, I think they're going to cover. I think the final score, because I'll start the final score thing, I think we'll lose, LSU will win 35-16. to 16. Yeah, I, I gave my score prediction on this, but I cannot find it. I was very happy with my prediction. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, LSU's winning. Okay. Um, I think I had them covering, but I kind of feel weird about that now. Yeah. Um, what score did you give? 35-16. Um, give me LSU 31, Mississippi State 17. Okay. 
and the spread is like nine and a half. Something like that. Yeah. All right. So, um, playmaker of this week, I I don't necessarily know that he'll do it on offense or or special teams. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards special teams just because I've seen him do it before. But Xavier Thomas, um, he's from Louisiana. He entered the transfer portal hoping to go to LSU at the end of the season, I'm assuming. Um, and they didn't want him because he did, hadn't proved anything as a wide receiver. You know, they just didn't want him, but yeah, he, he's not there. Yeah. Um, Looking back at the LSU game from last year, I look back at the highlights, he had three or four, like, 10-plus yard um, returns. And then who did we put back there. Then Austin Williams got a shot. Or reliable. Um, I, I feel like this might be his first chance to have multiple punt returns uh, in a game. You know, just get LSU off the field. Um, they, I'm sure they have a better punter than Arizona or Southeastern Louisiana. Get it deep so he has a chance for a return, and let's make something happen. Yeah. Xavier Thomas. Give me Will Rogers. Um, he's going to have to. Play. I mean, if there's going to be someone to have an offensive performance. I'd like it to be Will. Yeah. Um, defensively, you can go first on this one. I have, I have a guy in mind, but you go. Give me Bookie Watson. All right. Um, so you went with a guy that had a strong week last week to have one again. I'm going to go with Sean Preston this week. Okay. Had a good week last week. This week, let's force some turnovers. We're going to have to. Yeah. We're going to have to. Um, let's see if he can lay a hit on Jaden Daniels like he laid on Jacob Cowling last week. So, um, with that being said, we're going to move on to our Instagram questions. Um, we asked to have a single podcast record for Instagram questions this week, and we did not. But we had more than zero. So, what what more can we ask for besides more questions? Seems um, like we could ask for more. <laughs> starts off with a question from Jess Cooley. Thoughts on Jason Derulo's selection for Bulldog Bash? Um I think it's mm, what you said. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. The thought of him standing up in the cotton district and going, Jason Derulo, and then just leaving. How old is he? He's gotta be like 41. I think he might be older. Nicki Minaj is like 40. Oh, he's old. he's 33? Nah. Nah. He's been around longer than that. I I'm not going to be at Bulldog Bash because I don't desire to be. But uh, him singing Riding Solo just seems like something that has to happen. Or trumpets or something like that. It seems way older than that. He really does. Did he transcend time? I remember listening to Riding Solo when I was like in fifth grade. Did he just start early? Did he start when he was like 19? Hmm. It's not that early. Did it be that famous, I guess, back then? Devin Booker was, like, starting on the Suns. Well, like people 18. from Lost Point just built it. <laughs> um, keep in mind, Jason Tatum was Lost Point. Jason Tatum's only 19. Still. Only 19. Next question, and we have a few here from Brooks Taylor. Do we see more of the past this week? Secondary is supposed to be their weakness. Uh, yes, I hope so. That's that's the big question, but uh, I, I hope we'll see more pass. Um Brooks Taylor, does Woody get another hundo? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, seems like that's just going to be the norm, which I love. Um, I hope I, I really do hope to be wrong about him being a thousand yard rusher uh, by the end of the year. Uh, and the last question from Brooks here is: Will Arnett drop another f bomb this week, or will he catch his tongue? Depends on the outcome of the game. 
I, I'm sure he'll hold it. He he almost did it week one. Definitely did it week two. I'm His sure reaction had, was very funny. I'm sure he's had a little bit of PR training this week to, to help that. Um, next question here is from James McMillan. No, you have to do it. <laughs> from Denton Garvey. Would you rather have finger-length nipples or nipple-length fingers? Whose nipples? <laughs> Next question. Uh, I'm not. I'm not having finger length nipples. I'm just. Yeah, that would be bad. That's horrible. Uh, and last question here from James McWilliams. Can we pull off the upset on Saturday? It would shock me if we did, but uh, I also don't know what kind of offense we're going with. So, yeah. um, if we show the offense we did last week, yeah, no, we cannot pull off the upset. That's just all there is to it. With that, that is going to be the episode. This is an in-person episode, if we didn't say that. It's our first in-person episode probably in a year and a half or something like that. I don't even... I can't even remember the last time we did one. Um, It's been a lot of fun, and we are excited. We're going on a road trip to Missouri to watch some Major League Baseball this week. So Surely, like, these teams are in contention. Surely. The the away teams. They're both in very much contention. Um, so yeah, we, we're, we're still going to be keeping up with college football, especially the Mississippi State LSU game. Um, and, uh, we hope you have a great weekend of college football and until next time, hope you have a go. You're in person. Outros are majored in yapping. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need to look this his real voice. I, I don't think that he exists. Luke is AI. <laughs> Alan Iverson? Luke is like if Alan Iverson played hockey. Speaking of hockey, how are the Ice Dogs doing? Ice Dogs don't even exist anymore. Luke was the, the backbone.